Welcome into edition number four, episode number four of Jungle Juice. It's Sam Gormley and Mick Nelson with you. Mick, game week. How you doing? I'm doing quite well. And uh, for our listeners out there, Christmas came early this year. You guys are getting the show one night early uh, due to prior commitments from us. Uh, one <laughs> that I totally forgot about until about 4:45 this afternoon and i called you i'm in a panic so <laughs> you're you're getting into the boxing ring with buddy la rosa is that is that what i heard yeah yeah premier boxing event me and buddy la rosa are gonna duke it out um he is heavily isn't he like 90 match. years old he's is that not necessarily he's, up, the... he's he's definitely up there i I'm, I, it... I guess i'll see him tomorrow actually though like that'll be cool uh so for those of you don't, that don't know, I guess Buddy LaRose is a big boxing guy and holds a big boxing cigar event at the uh, Montgomery Inn Boathouse. So I guess uh, either like the Ohio elite, like high school boxers are going up against some boxing team from Belfast. So uh, that should be That's fun. how you get to spend your Wednesday evening, right? And then I get to spend my Wednesday evening doing high school soccer because... Mick is an accountant in his day job and I am a small town radio broadcaster. So it's... We just get to, we actually have to do our jobs is pretty much the main thing. So that's why we are on a day earlier than expected, but that doesn't mean that we don't have a, a lot planned because I don't know really how much is going to change in the next 24 hours, but this probably guarantees Mick that in the next 24 hours, the Burrow deal will be done and some other big news will happen because we won't have another show planned. And if that happens, we might have to figure something out. But as of now, the big news of the week, I think, is that there's been no news as far as the Joe Burrow contract. Yeah, situation. I've seen a lot of speculation this week from uh, from the folks at Twitter. I thought I saw somebody saying that like the Bengals have put an offer out on the table this week, or you know, and I'm not sure how much weight that carries, or if somebody's just trying to get some, uh, you know, get some news out there that's not necessarily news. I don't know, but uh, just based on what I've seen so far, maybe there is progress coming. So. Maybe we'll see it by by the by week one against the Browns. If not, um, I think it's most assuredly a twenty twenty four offseason issue. Yeah, I don't know. I think at this point, it, it's it's. I mean, we can keep talking about it and talk about it, but it's almost like we're getting to the point where it's like beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. Like there's only so much more that we can say because nobody knows anything. They've kept this thing completely under wraps for good reason because they don't want all of the talking heads to just continuously talk about it. They want it to be done when they're ready for it to be done. So because of that, I don't really know that there's much more than we need to say that you haven't already heard. No, no. So because of that, on today's show, we are going to dive into our season preview. The last couple of weeks, we've gone offense, we've gone defense, we've talked about the 53. So today, we're going to be handing out some awards. We're going to be going game by game, talk, giving our predictions for records and so on. Uh, we're also going to do a deep dive into Sunday's game because... You know, Bengals Browns starts Sunday afternoon. Uh, we'll go through, you know, position by position. Do the Bengals have the edge in all of these? How does it look? We'll talk about that, and then we'll end the show with our pick for Bengals at Browns at 1 p.m. Eastern time on CBS. Ian Eagle will have the call, and Cleet Blakeman will be the ref. I don't know if you care about that, but Cleet Blakeman will be the official. Uh, I did not know about that. I do care about it, I guess. Uh, well, and then if you want to be this guy, too, uh, according to I, I, I feel like I can say our good friend, Jay Morrison. I've never met Jay, but he just feels like he's the kind of guy that he's, he's everybody's friend friends. All. He is a yes. good friend to us all. He's he, a... he tweeted. Are we still allowed to call it a tweet? A post? He X'd it earlier today that the Bengals are nine and nine in games officiated by Cleet Blakeman. 
Now, okay. does that mean anything at all? I, I, I don't know. But still, no. found it interesting. Cleet Blakeman will be the official, if you care. He will be there. And Ian Eagle and Charles Davis will be on the it's call. Not, it's not Ron Torbert, so that's great. Uh, <laughs> Correct. Or Jerome Boger, because Jerome Boger's retired, so he's done. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Jerome Boger just because, you know, like he just seems like one of us calling and officiating a game, which is really bad. It's probably... It's, it's not a good thing that one of us would be officiating a game, but uh, I didn't know Jerome Boger retired. He know. did. He did. I think from, from what I can understand, it might have been one of those like, hey, Jerome, buddy, I think it's time. You know, like, <laughs> think, you know, wink, wink, like he, you, he retired. You did good, Jerome. You did yeah. good. You did good. You did your chore, but it's time for somebody younger to, to get their chance. So for the season preview, I think that we can start off by just going through a couple of, of awards and we'll make a couple of bold predictions. And then we're also going to go into the AFC North as a whole, because I think, you know, for Bengals fans, that's, that's huge. That's, that's the biggest part about it is, you know, how have the Steelers potentially gotten a little better? How have the Ravens gotten better? How have the Browns gotten better? Or, or maybe it's not that they've gotten better that they've gotten worse. But first off, Mick, I think we got to start with with giving out our preseason prediction for the MVP of the Bengals, and we are putting a you know an asterisk by this other than Joe Burrow because that's that's the easy answer. So other than Joe Burrow, Mick, do do you have a team MVP or you know MVP coming up at the end of the year? Yes, I do. Uh, it is Cam Taylor, Brett. Interesting pick. Yes, so you're expecting you know, big year out of Cam Taylor, Brett. Yeah, I, I liked a lot of what I saw in CTB in the in the playoff games and towards the uh, towards the end of the season last year. I think he made a lot of strides. The guy's very physical at corner. Uh, his coverage skills could be refined a little bit during the season, but the guy is physical. The guy is always looking to make tackles. Um, I think we're going to see a pretty big jump from him this year. So, if I had to pick it, a, a potential MVP on the defensive side of the ball, I would go with CTB. Uh, and that, that's also speaking that, you know, it's got to come from a high value position, right? So, like, you know, corners a pretty high value position. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't want to go with like Jamar or T. I feel like those would be very obvious choices. Yeah, and I was thinking it was like, well, Jamar Chase is the obvious, the easiest next answer. So I, I'll, I'll stick with the defensive side of the ball, and I'll say Trey Hendrickson. And I know that that's not necessarily a hot take over here by anything, but all signs that point to him being just an absolute menace, more so than he actually usually is during the preseason. So because of that, I think my team MVP prediction, other than Joe Burrow, is Trey Hendrickson. So so we both we both go defense there. And I think Trey Trey's probably a maybe an obvious pick. I don't know. Ah. Did I take a cop out? I don't think you did. There's a lot. Of, I mean, I thought you know. DJ Reader could have could have been a uh, an option, or you know, Cheeto could you could say Cheeto's going to come back and, and and return to form pretty quickly, or you know, Dax Hill's just a breakout guy. I mean, Logan Wilson, you know, Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, they've they've all had good ones. I, I'm throwing a wild card here on you on you for Mick because you made me think about this. So I I didn't we didn't prep for this, but your surprise player of the year. Like, who is going to surprise you the most this coming year? Is there a guy that comes to mind? Well, I would say the guy who's going to surprise me the most. How about this? I'll go first, and I'll let you think about it. Okay. And, and I'm I, this 
I don't know how hot of a take this is. What about Irv Smith? Because let's be real. I think, but yeah, I mean, he. But I think both of us have very low expectations for Irv Smith. Uh, Um, I don't know if I have low expectations. I I expect him to come in and fill the Hayden Hurst and CJ Uzama role, which is you know, and I think he's going to be a little better. I guess is kind of my my surprise. He might be for when he's on the field. I don't know how much of a, a hot take that is, but that's my surprise because my expectations for him, I think just primarily because he's had so much injury history that I think that he's he's always been this guy that has had all of this potential but can't stay on the field. And as I say, you know, the best quality is availability. And yep. he, he hasn't had that. And so that's why I'm, I'm going to take Irv Smith as a surprise player of the year prediction. Okay, so I've got mine. Okay. Uh, Jonah Williams. Jonah so, Williams. Uh, for those of you that kept close tabs last year, Jonah did not have his best season as the left tackle of the team. It was actually so bad that everybody wanted him gone or, you know, traded or something like that. Now, Jonah was dealing with a knee injury for probably three quarters, two thirds, probably three quarters of the season last year. And we don't know how much that hindered his production, but he is going back to his old college position at right tackle so he does have some no j- no jonah's never played right tackle he played right tackle in college i thought i know he's always been a, he's always been a left tackle Has that's he? been the biggest thing with this is he has never played right tackle ever at any level of football he's I, never I believe played. you but i i swear i thought they were talking this, about this one i'm playing. this one i'm pretty sure, certain on that he has never okay, played, so he right, played tackle. right tackle he played right tackle in his freshman year at alabama Okay, maybe maybe as a backup or something. I don't know that he ever. I don't ever remember him. But still, okay. But okay, so you're saying him going back? We'll get back to the the point at hand. Yes. So I think last year, in terms of Jonah's overall production grade, whatever you want to say, I think that was a fluke. Uh, Jonah's typically been pretty middle of the road to maybe you know a slight upgrade at the tackle position. So I think last year was a fluke. I think, uh, you know, I think that knee injury was, um, you know, really hindering his production last year. I don't know how much more he had to pick up because Cordell, Cordell Volson was a rookie starting left left guard and how much he had to take, uh, how much he had to help out Cordell there. So, you know, yeah, he's switching sides. Uh, the returns have... Uh, they seem like they're pretty decent right now. It seems like he's he's doing a good job. He did a good job in camp at right tackle. Uh, and I think you'll see Jonah kind of come back to form this year. So if I have a surprise player, it's going to be Jonah. Your rookie of the year this year for the Cincinnati Bengals. Rookie, you better not um, take mine. Because to me, I, I think it's a relatively easy answer. At least... When you think about it, and so can, can I give mine first? Then DJ Turner. Okay, good, because that's not the one I was going to go with. I'm going to go DJ Turner. I think he, uh, I think he might get some reps in at, at corner at some point. Uh, maybe not early on in the year, but I don't see a lot of these rookies playing much. Um, you know, I think Charlie Jones might get some work in the return game, barring injury. I don't know if you'll see it. You know, maybe you'll see Jordan Battle play a little bit because. Uh, you know the safety. The safety room is a huge question mark. Uh, but Brad Robbins, that's Brad, my rookie of the year. Oh, that's a good pick. That's actually probably the most 
realistic I think pick. Brad Robbins is my rookie of the year because I think having a elite I I don't even want to throw the elite term on him, but I think he can really change things. And I uh that's why I'm picking him as my as my rookie of the year because I think you think back to the end of that AFC championship game, it was a bad punt. And you know, if if Brad Robbins was the punter in that game, maybe it could maybe have been a good punt. Maybe the Bengals were. Maybe the Bengals win the Super Bowl. Like you can say all of these what ifs, but the punt was awful by Drew Chrisman, and because of that, he let the returner get a return of however many yards it was, and gave Mahomes. And then obviously we don't we don't need to relive that. We know what happened. I don't I don't want to I don't want to go down that road. I'm not ready yet. It was a good game, Sam. It was a good game. Both teams could have won. It was it was. I was just happy to see the Bengals in the AFC Championship competing. Yes, and yes, well. I mean, and and you're not wrong about it. But I'm not. I'm just not there yet. I, I gotta watch. Once the Bengals Browns game kicks off, I'll be ready to talk about it. But until okay. then, I, I need I need to feel better about some some football. Until then, you kind of already had the bold prediction a little bit with with Jonah Williams. But do you have any other bold predictions for what should come out this year? Uh, other than what I said last year, that CTB will be a second team All Pro. I don't really have much. I mean, what do you say? Here's oh, one that Lamar I want Chase you. Chase breaks his record that he already broke. Or, you know, breaks the record he already broke. I mean. Here's one that I thought was interesting that Mo Egger had on Hear That Podcast Growling, which is a great, great podcast. If you, if you don't listen to it, Paul Daner does a great job over there. Mo came on in his bold prediction slash hot take, which I don't think is really entirely hot, is that at the end of the year, Depending on whatever metric you want to go, the Bengals' defense will be ranked higher than the Bengals' offense. I don't disagree. Yeah, and and it was one that I didn't really think about it. Um, And Anthony writes in and says, you know, clutch accuracy punter definitely makes a difference. I agree. Robbins is the rookie of the year. I, I hope he is. Because if he is, then I think, honestly, let's put it this way, Mick. I think him being rookie of the year means really good things for the Bengals. Because that means that they didn't have many injuries that forced the other guys to play. Uh, and then it also turns out that Robbins was really good. So I think that Robbins being the rookie of the year would be a good thing. That's the only thing that would worry me about DJ Turner. Because I think DJ Turner playing means that there's been an injury somewhere in that starting corner room. Yes. And and yeah. and with him being rookie of the year, it would mean it was an extensive injury because he'd be out. He'd be playing multiple games. So I hope you're wrong when it comes to that because I, I want to see a lot of Cam Taylor Britt and I want to see a lot of Cheeto. And even yeah. Mike Hilton, even though I don't know that DJ Turner would be slotted inside on. I think that's where they're grooming him to, to go. I mean, just with. See, I, I think he's, he, he's Cheeto's replacement. Could be. I don't know. He has more the fit of a, depending on what you want to use your slot corner. Some guys like to go small. Some guys like to go, you know, with the bigger guy. I'm not sure. I mean, that Mike Hilton's, definitely on the smaller end of corners, I think, and at least in terms of height. So that's where I'm thinking DJ Turner probably in that slot role, but I don't and listen, know. I don't know. I just think it's an interesting one to go. Before we jump into the AFC North, Mick, I want to try something new here with you is I have, I don't know what we can call it, four downs or something like that, but I have four here. I'm not saying that they're my takes, but these are four takes that I think some Bengals fans potentially might have, or maybe even ones that I've just come up with. And for you, I'm going to ask you buy or sell on these takes. Okay. Are you ready? I've got four of them. All right, let's go. This kind of will lead into our AFC North discussion here in a few minutes. But the first one, the AFC North gets three playoff teams. 
buy or sell? Buy. Buy. Uh, the AFC North is probably the best division in the league this year. I know a lot of guys are saying it's the AFC East with uh, Aaron Rodgers joining uh, joining that division. But I think, honestly, any team in the AFC North has a chance of winning the division this year. And I know Bengals fans don't want to hear that. But this might be the most competitive I've seen the division this season, you know, for this year. It's got to be the most competitive I've seen in a very long time. My second one, Jonah Williams will be a top 12 PFF right tackle. Sell. What if I would have said top 15? Five. I feel like he's going to be in that 12 to 18 range which is definitely a lot better than he did last year. thought it was an interesting one. Okay, here's your next one. Jamar Chase will win Offensive Player of the Year. Sell. Just because you have Joe Burrow as your quarterback, he's going to spread the ball around. Even though he does like going to Jamar a lot, there's a lot of other wide receiver ones. Not a lot. There's other wide receiver ones that have more volume. You know, you got Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill had a lot of volume last year. I'm going to go with the sell for Jamar getting offensive player of the year. And the final, the final one, and again, it's kind of leading into what we're getting ready to discuss as well. Buy or sell, the Bengals will be the number one overall seed in the AFC. Sell. Sell. You heard it there. Yeah. Nick doesn't believe in the Bengals. You uh, heard it here first. <laughs> I, I believe in us because, you know, I've been proven wrong before. <laughs> you know, they they went to the Super Bowl in 2021, won the division two years in a row. But this division, this conference is a gauntlet. It is a gauntlet. Uh, you know, I don't even know if there's a guarantee the Bengals win the division this year. That's how hard the division is. So... Yeah, know. no, I mean, and, and you're leading right into kind of the next points that we were wanting to talk about is this AFC North as a whole. And we'll, we'll kind of table the Browns because we're going to be talking about the Browns at the end of the show here because we'll be diving into them because they're how they match up with the Bengals. So, Mick, let's just talk about, uh, you know, the, the city near West Virginia and Baltimore, the Ratbirds, <laughs> I guess. Is, isn't that what it, I know Bengal Jim's got all of his nicknames, and I, and I always love it. City near West Virginia is my favorite, so we'll we'll start uh, favorite as far as I tell Kaylee, I tell Kaylee and Aaron that all the time. I'm like, wow, how's it feel to be like you know, you know, a West Virginian, like because we're you know, I'm a West Virginian, <laughs> I guess technically. So I mean, call them my fellow West Virginians, and they get very uh, they get very upset with me. Now I know that Kenny Pickett. Steeler fans are very, very excited about what Kenny Pickett could bring to Pittsburgh. I am not on the Kenny Pickett train. Um, I haven't been. Are you on the Kenny Pickett train that he could be a... I don't think that, and I think that even true Steeler fans in their heart of heart can admit that I don't think Kenny Pickett will ever be at a Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts level. No. But can he be that next tier down? Could he be a Kirk Cousins type of quarterback? And I think the answer is yes for that. And given what the Steelers' MO has been, which is tough defense, good wide receivers, um, you know, I think Kenny Pickett could definitely get to that stratosphere. I think he definitely could win games. So I don't 
I don't. Is everybody saying Pickett's going to be the next Mahomes? Is that what Steelers fans are saying? Not, or not, you could, or you could find Burrow, some that would or... say that. You could find some that would say that. Yeah, um, I don't know if I can necessarily buy that. But yet, I think that but... there's like that next tier down, and I don't. Is Kirk Cousins the next tier down? I would put Kirk Cousins in the next tier. I mean, there's a there's a big drop off, right? I mean, you put Kirk Cousins in that tier, you put, I guess. 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers in that tier. Uh, you put Lamar, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott. I think you'll. I think you could see similar production from Kenny Pickett, and then that's honestly Matthew Stafford. I think is now yeah, in that tier. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a good quarterback to list there. Uh, yeah. So I guess can can Kenny Pickett be Matthew Stafford? Yeah, I think Kenny. Pickett I guess where he's never elite, but he can win you a lot of games. Yeah, and that, that's all the Steelers need. Is is a quarterback that can go in, do his job, and not hurt the team's chances of winning. Are you worried about the Steelers as a legit threat to win the AFC North? You're going to ask me about this, Matt. I'm I'm worried about this with every team. Now, the one thing that the rest of the division has going for it is that Matt Canada is still the offensive play, play caller for the uh, for the Steelers. So that's an automatic win for the Bengals, Browns, and Ravens. But I don't know. I mean. I think you'll see a progression from Kenny Pickett in year two. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I thought he was a good pick when he was drafted a couple years ago. Uh, they have overhauled the pass blocking unit, which I'm going to pull up that depth chart real quick. But they signed a couple guys. They signed Isaac Saomalu from the Eagles. They signed James Daniel from the Bears. Um, so I think you'll I think you'll see a pretty good pass blocking unit. The the defense should be pretty good. Uh, they signed Patrick Peterson a corner, which he had a uh, a fairly decent uh, year with the with he was with the Vikings last year, right? I'm gonna say was, yeah, he was with. Yeah, the I can never read. Yeah, Vikings, Cardinals, something like that. I believe I he was track. with the Vikings last year. So and then they also signed Cole Homecomb out of Washington to take a linebacker spot. I think they made a lot of good moves this offseason. And, yeah, I think they are a threat, uh, but it also just kind of depends on on the progression that Penny uh, Penny Kiggett, Kenny Pickett gets. I think you know, that's good enough to call him that. The progression he shows in year two, I think that's going to be the, the biggest uh, variable factor in the uh, in their equation for success this year. If you're watching with us, be sure to let us know if, if you as a Bengals fan are worried about, about the Steelers as a threat to compete and win the, the AFC North. I think the next team you know, in, in the North that, we, that we'll talk about is the Baltimore Ravens. You know, Lamar got his contract. He is healthy. He's back. They actually have some wide receivers now. I mean, they have 35-year-old Odell Beckham. Is he about 35? He's I don't probably think ever, he's that old. He's, but got, he, he's probably thirty. He's got he's a he's probably a thirty-two year old with like fifty-year-old knees or yes, sixty-year-old no, knees. He's about thirty-five. Kind the of guy's thing. a cyborg yeah. at this point. He's thirty. Wow, uh, Zay Jones. I know they drafted him out of Boston College, and that offense is interesting. And then they they hired Todd Monken to be their their offensive coordinator. Obviously, so the biggest thing is is that the Ravens, we know they can run the ball, but can they pass the ball? 
And I think that they're at least headed in the right direction there. I don't know. I don't know. I, if I think there's a clear regression candidate out of all the four teams in the division, it's probably the Ravens. Um, we have no idea how Lamar's going to look in this pass-heavy system that Todd Mockin's going to implement, which we know it's going to be an air raid type of attack. That is what his be- MO has been his entire career as an offensive play caller. You can go back to the days with Jameis and the Buccaneers and how often they were throwing the ball. You can look to the disaster year that he was the Browns offensive coordinator under Freddie Kitchens. That was bad. Um, so I think they're a clear regression candidate. I don't know if, I, I don't know how Lamar is going to look in this system because he's dealt his entire career with an offensive system entirely entirely centered around his ability as a runner uh, when Greg Roman was calling plays. And now you are having this ginormous shift to what Todd Munkin's usually doing. So there's definitely going to be some growing pains there. So, and then I think the defense too is not, I think the Ravens are kind of in that Steelers range where it's like, even if they weren't scoring, you knew that the defense was going to keep them in games. Yes, and yeah. and that's what I don't happened pretty much the, the entire second half of the year last year. Yeah, and I don't know that the Ravens' defense is as Ravens' defense as it usually is, if you, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, they have a lot of questions when it comes to the cornerback depth. Uh, they've got Marlon Humphrey. Uh, uh, and he's been dealing with a knee injury, he's dealing, too. dealing with injuries, so he might not even be aw- available for the first few weeks of the year. And then your cornerback, too, is Rocky Asset. Uh, second rounder out of Temple um, from a few years ago. He was with the Colts for a while, and I, I thought he was with a different team But last year. But, yeah, you're seeing a lot of depth issues at corner. Now you still have some some decent players. You've got Kyle Hamilton, who had a really good year last year as like a hybrid safety linebacker, nickelback, just like a Swiss Army knife on the defense. So um, I think you're going to see a pretty good year from him. I don't know if you're going to see a lot of pass rush get generated from the front four in Baltimore this year. Uh, it seems like that department might be lacking a little bit. Um, looking at the depth chart right now, you have Odafi Owe, who is probably their best pass rusher on the on the defensive line or at the edge rusher position. And then you know they're they're typical Broderick Ross, Washington, Michael Pierce, Justin Matabuike. Uh, I don't have, know. Uh, uh, they're, they're, Ojabo, right? The guy out of Michigan. He, he should be helping. Yeah, Ojabo could definitely Italy. get. Yeah, that'll be an interesting uh, guy to watch this year for sure. Is Ojabo. But I and, think. And I mean, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was just like, they still have Justin Tucker too. So they, they still have that weapon as well. But I just, I think I kind of agree with you that they're the best case for a potential regression. Now, Will, does that mean, like, if, if we come. January, the whatever it is, the Ravens win the division. Does that mean I'm going to be surprised? Absolutely not. Uh, but I, I think I kind of agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think the defense will be okay. I think it'll be uh, decent depending on uh, the, depending on uh, where their corners can take them. Uh, but that that is a clear issue that that, that really wasn't resolved this offseason. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see that. They should be pretty good against the run, though, but pass heavy league, I mean, I don't know how much that really gets you or how far that gets you. 
especially when you got to face Joe Burrow twice a year kind of thing. How about let's go game by game into, into this new season here for the Cincinnati Bengals. We are going to pass on the week one, game one, be, and we're going to come back to it. Same thing with the Browns as a whole. So we're going to start off with week two, Mick. Bengals hosting the Ravens for the third straight home game. Are you calling that to be a win or a loss, and kind of why? I'm going to go with the win. I think that the the Ravens' corners are going to be tested. I think the receivers are going to run free and run wild in that game. <laughs> I'll, I, I'll I give you the money of the week a week early on that one. Uh, Joe Burrow over in the passing yards, whatever that line's going to fall. I completely agree, too. I think that especially if Marlon Humphrey doesn't play, I don't know that it's going to be quite as bad as the home game Last, not last year, but the year prior, where Burrow passed for how, a million yards, and you know T. Higgins, you know, took away you know <laughs> over top. It, I don't think it's gonna be quite that bad, but I still think the Bengals win Week Two against the Ravens and Monday Night Football against the Rams. Uh, I'll go ahead and chalk that up for a win. I think that atmosphere is gonna be incredible with Whiteout again. Um, you get to and see Chad and Boomer get enshrined. I think it's gonna be a great yeah, atmosphere. I'm gonna Super go wild. revenge. So I think you're probably picking a win as well. Super correct? Bowl revenge against the ro- against a roster where the Super Bowl roster is pretty much gone. It's still, Aaron Donald is still there, and I don't forget what he how he tried to beat somebody with his helmet during training camp practice last year. Yeah, it was a little rough. Was, uh... So you're calling that a win? Yeah, I'll call that a win. Week four, the Cincinnati Bengals hit the road and they travel to the Tennessee Titans, a team that they've handled. As of yeah, late. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the win. Just uh, I, I so I don't think the Titans are gonna be nearly as bad as everybody thinks they're gonna be. But uh, Zach Taylor always seems to have Vrabel's number, and Burrow seems to have the Titans' number. And and you know, I I agree too. I, I I think that's a win. I uh, just because I'm not. I don't know with the Titans. I mean, Derrick Henry's there, but the Bengals' run defense—it's not necessarily a worry for me. Um, so I'm I'm not not too entirely worried about what they can do against Derrick Henry because really for the most part they've shut him down pretty well. He had the one big run was it in the playoff game? I guess it was yeah. in the playoff game they did the one big run, but other than that they've they've done a pretty good job shutting down Derrick Henry. Yeah, At- I mean, it seems like the games of the Titans are always the the just tough gritty games. So I I think it's going to be a hard fought win for sure. The Titans are an AFC North team that plays in the AFC South. They are. That's a good way to describe it there. Just just slobber knockers is kind of the game how it goes. Then they will travel to the Arizona Cardinals. Big L. Just kidding. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do the Cardinals even have a quarterback right now? Caleb Williams? I think, I think quarterback? Clayton, yeah, I think Clayton Tien's probably going to get the starting job, which I saw him play against UC in that AAC championship game. And, you know, he's all right. So, yeah. The we'll last, game, last game before the bye week, the Bengals host the Seattle Seahawks. And what the is one an interesting home game, game I won't be at this year? The last time the Bengals hosted the Seahawks, it was one of the wildest games in Paycor Stadium history. Yeah, I gave up on that game until probably the fourth quarter. And, you know, call me what you want with that. I was like, really just, I was like, oh, I got to stop watching. Maybe they'll win because, like, and they did. And they came back and won. So you're welcome, Sensi, for that game. Geno Smith bringing his team in. Mick, buy or sell? Is it going to be a win or a loss? Win. And I agree. 
I agree. So we both have them at least five straight wins going into the bye week, if not maybe even six, depending on how we pick the Browns game. After the bye week, the Bengals travel to San Francisco and take on the 49ers. I am going to go ahead and I'm going to pick this one first. I'm going to say a loss. I think that's a tough place to play going to San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. West Coast. It, that's that's going to be tough. Coming back, Sunday night football, a stripe out, supposedly. Have you seen this? No. So what's, apparently, what's and I don't know that you know we're breaking news here, but during the preseason game against the Commanders, they put a, flashed a graphic on the screen, and I took a picture of it, and it said stripe out. Next to the Bills game, you know, it had like white out next to this. It had, you know, uh, like uh, the cancer day next to this and so on. And next to the Bills, it had stripe out, which well, to me right? thinks, no, here's what I think it'll be. I think it'll be like odd sections where black, even sections where orange and they'll like stripe the stadium black and orange. That's actually a cool idea. So they've tried this in college a lot. Like I was at a UK game where it did it and it was blue and white and it looks really, really cool. And I, I don't know that that's what it is. It just said, in fact, I can maybe even try and, um, and pull up, see, I think I can probably put up on the screen here. Let's, let's see if technology will allow for me to do this. I hope this doesn't just shut me off the, and kick me out, but I love it. If this is a true, you know, quote unquote, stripe out, I'm on board. I see. Let's see. If, let's see if it allow it. But for that game, Mick, who are you picking? Bengals. Bengals. Uh, second win in a row over the uh, over the Bills. Uh, and I think, yeah, unfinished business from from last uh, from last year. I. I do agree with that as well. Um, I'm trying to see here. I'm still learning how to use use all of our software and everything and, and see. I think there's got to be a way. Okay, I think I can add it here. Because I want to show that I'm not crazy because I'm going to pick that as a win as well. I think stripe out or not, that'll be a really good atmosphere. Yes. Apparently, no, it will not allow for me to show this. So you're just going to have to take my word for it. For sure. I mean, I'll just, yeah, I'll look up a picture right now. Texans uh, game. Texans game. Big L. You know what? Honestly, this game kind of worries me. <laughs> oh, and here's, oh. here's why. Here's why. You're coming off of Niners-Bills, and then right after that, the Texans game, you have Thursday night football at Baltimore, and then you host the Steelers. This screams trap game trap game uh screams trap game see it kind of depends on how the niners and the bills game shake out right so like if they lose both of those games yeah you think they're just going to come out guns a blazing against the texans oh i would would not want to be the texans in that case no so i think I, i i see what you're saying there but also i'm just like i'm not on the cj stroud hype train believe it or not um so here here's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna pick the Bengals, but close okay okay trap game 
I mean, Beautiful. hell, they almost beat the uh, they almost beat the Chiefs last year. Yeah, I mean, Davis Mills twenty four twenty one something along the lines of that. I think it. Yeah. I think it'll be a very close game. Uh, Langdon writes in here and says Texans gonna mess around and be competitive that for is sixteen a hot games. Take Langdon. Uh, that is that's... now. I don't know that it because I mean you look at it and. Okay, the, the I like Texans. the Falcons take a lot more yeah. Langdon. I, Falcons I nine and eight. But I think here's the thing with both of these divisions is they're both in awful divisions. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Ooh, so th- yeah. I mean, you you could say the Texans go around and be competitive for 16 games. Well, six of their game, well, I guess four of their games are against meh opponents. You know, the Falcons, six of their and games are against. They're playing the meh NFC opponents. South this year. So, so they're playing each other. So yeah, one hundred percent. Falcons going nine and eight would not be crazy, and they could be an awful nine and eight football team. Okay, Thursday night football, Mick at the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm going to go ahead and chalk that up as a loss. I'm going to go with the win just because I hate the Ravens. You, you, your it. hatred for the Steelers has to equate. I think I hate the Steelers less than I hate the Ravens and the Browns. I think I'm over all of the uh, all of the debauchery in 05 and 15. There's no shot. Speaking of that team, Bengals hosting the Steelers the week after the Ravens. Bengals by 90. Last time the Bengals played the Steelers on Thanksgiving weekend at home was maybe the biggest beatdown I've ever seen by the Bengals. In a yeah, football that was game ever. I it might be two years ever. ago, right? Yeah, two years ago, 2021, because the Bengals were kind of real in there. I think they, uh, a week before, I think they got embarrassed by the Browns. If I remember, that was the Browns. I think the Browns game was before that, right? Yes, yes, Browns game was early November. They got embarrassed by, by Baker the week before. They might have had a bye week after that, and they just light up the Steelers. So I'm hoping some of that energy comes back this year. Um so yeah I'll, I'll give I'll give the Bengals the win there. Mick goes and, Bengals and we win. gotta have revenge. Bengals win against the Steelers and we do have to write in here since since we are a Cincinnati Bengals podcast, we can still say, you know, Nick Martini just hit a three run home run to tie the game in the eighth inning for the Reds and the Mariners. So that's good news. Um, for those of you that oh, wait, are Bengals and Reds fans, game? tie game, tie game in the eighth. Now. Tie game. Nick Martini's uh, been a uh, very pleasant surprise. He has been. He has been. Bengals at Jaguars Monday Night Football. Win. I think the Jaguars Mick, are overhyped. Mick says win, and I, I can't believe this. I, I'm going to say loss. I don't think the I'm Jaguars is that good. I, I think I that's know. where their think... Achilles heel is going to be. I think their defense is going to be is going to be lacking again. And let's face it, I think if Tannehill was if Tannehill was playing for the second half of last year, I don't think I don't think the Jaguars even sniffed the division crowd. Yeah, I mean so, you, you might you might not be wrong there. Speaking though of the AFC South, Bengals hosting the Colts, and Anthony Richardson, starting quarterback. I'll so, go ahead and start that off. I'm saying win. You know me. I'm not on the trap game Richardson. against the Texans. I have trap game against the Colts. But see, uh, for me though, I'm having the Bengals coming off of a loss on Monday night against the Jags. So I have the Bengals winning relatively handily. So I have. So it's like the exact opposite. Then if I have him coming off a win on Monday night, trap game against Anthony Richardson. We have no idea how he's going to translate to the NFL. 
he could be the next big thing, you know. Uh, Langdon thinks that Richardson's going to have a rough year. Um, so you yeah, win or loss, I think Josh Downs might be okay this year, Langdon. Hello, Josh. Josh Isles right in here. Josh Isles might be Are probably you... better than Josh Downs. Yeah, I mean, have you seen Josh I Isles? Like Josh yeah. Isles. I, he could he could probably play tight end instead of Irv Smith for the Bengals. He probably could uh, probably be more durable. Yeah, well, I, I would hope so. I might be more durable <laughs> than Irv Smith, which says a lot. Bengals at Colts or Colts at Bengals, Mick. Who's your pick, though? We need this. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Bengals, but it's kind of like I think it's gonna be a closer game than what people say. So your your Bengals Colts is me, Bengals, Texans, as far as a game that's closer yes. than it should be, but they find a way to win. Yep. Bengals hosting the Vikings in a game that could potentially be a prime time as that game is, I think it is still question mark as to which day it's going to be on. I think it's probably the most likely prime time flex game that week. I don't, I'd have to go back and look at the week, but, uh, but I mean, Justin Jefferson against Jamar chase, you know, you, you, you get that arguably the two best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, that's going to be a tough one. If the game was in Minnesota, I'd be picking the Vikings. But since it's in Cincinnati, and if it's in prime time, I'm picking the Bengals. Yeah, I'll go Bengals. I don't know what we're going to see out of the Vikings this year. They uh, they massively overachieved and won at a they won one score games at a clip last year that was kind of unprecedented. Probably had like an 800, 900 percent winning percentage in one score games. So I feel like that's not going to repeat itself again in 2023. Bengals at Steelers on the, I guess it's the 23rd, so right before Christmas. Will Santa Claus That's deliver kind of a, a Bengals victory? game, right? I mean, it's kind of a, kind of. I think it's a 425, isn't it? I think so. I yes. think it's the Saturday it's like before. One, yeah, it's like the only game in that time slot there. They're only doing like three, two or three Saturday games on Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, it's the day before Christmas Eve. So it's the 23rd. Will Santa Claus deliver a Bengals victory, Mick? I'm going to say no. No, and I believe that they will. They will deliver the Bengals victory at the Steelers. The week after, Bengals at Chiefs. New Year's Eve, the game everyone has has circled on the schedule. Mick, who wins Bengals at Chiefs round five? That's a, that's a very tough uh question that's that's uh very well i mean a potential winner gets the number one overall seed yeah no definitely could be the case um i'll go Bengals because i just have to pick my team here i don't know i it's this is a it's a toss-up that's i'd go tie if i could but nobody likes a tie who day adam I'll say loss. Oh, well. I'll say loss. I guess I'm I'm the hater. And then Bengals hosting the Browns to close the year in a game that could mean something, could not mean something. Maybe there'll be another coin flip. Maybe. I don't know. I, really hope, uh, I hope that situation never comes about ever again. Well, yeah, obviously. Yes, yeah. yes. But but I'm even just, just the, the coin flip portion, especially. Like, let's not ever have to go through a scenario like that. Uh, Bengals hosting the Browns last game of the season, Mick. I'll go ahead and I'll say that's a win, even though I don't particularly know. What could that mean? I, I don't know. So who, who you got? 
I'm going to go loss just because the Browns always seem to have our number and they always seem to be the team that matches up with us uh, better. Uh, it's just, you know, the game's a game of matchups, right? And, and we'll kind of go over this in the uh, in the Browns-Bengals preview. But, yeah, it, the Browns just always seem to beat us, man. So right Other now, going through without picking the Browns game that is about to happen on Sunday, Mick Nelson has the Bengals 13-3. and three. I have the Bengals 12-4. and 12-4 and four is mine. So we, I, we both predicted losses to the 49ers. I predicted losses to the Ravens and the Jags. Mick predicted losses to the Steelers and the Browns at home. And I predicted a loss at the Chiefs. So with that, Mick, we work into our Browns preview. But before that, it's a perfect time to debut a brand new segment that kind of ties into our game preview for the week. Mick's money of the week. Mick is a degenerate gambler. Uh, he gambles away every last dollar that he has. Um, yes. He That jersey is the only piece of clothing that he owns, correct? Because you've gambled <laughs> all of your money. Wear it to work every day. I don't even work. I just gamble on sports. I hope nobody well, Luckily, you have a wife who probably stops you from being a degenerate gambler. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a degenerate gambler, guys. That That's and what. it's technically not legal in our state until Thursday when you can do it in person. And then in a couple of weeks, you can do it. Uh, on your app. So technically you don't break the law either. So that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't do that. I mean, all I got to do is drive across the river anyways, but yeah, see, you're lucky there. I have to drive at least an hour to, well, you got to drive across to... Louisville into Indi Indiana or whatever. Correct. And then even that's a toll bridge. So technically I have to pay a couple of extra dollars as well to, uh, to do that. But, but who's, again, who's we're toll is it Indiana's toll? I, I don't know who has it. I assume it's probably 50 50 or, or something along the lines of that. But Bengals, your money, mixed money pick of the week, though. This is a gambling line or something that Mick wants you to look for is if you are a degenerate gambler, what you want to see or, or what would be his pick. So I don't want to call all gamblers degenerates, um, but if you are a, 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 a casual gambler, if you're a degenerate gambler, I would heavily look into Tyler Boyd, touchdown catch. I don't see any odds for it on DraftKings. I don't know why I don't see any odds for it on DraftKings. I don't know if there's enough of a market for it yet. Hopefully there is one. But Denzel Ward is probably not going to play. He's uh, experienced a lot of concussions recently. Uh, and I think he's dealing with concussion protocol right now. I would be very surprised to see him play which means you're putting a backup cornerback in the slot position if you're the Browns, and I think Tyler Boyd could potentially feast on that. There is mixed money of the week. Mike writes in and says he's predicting the Bengals to go 15-2. and two. It'd be a real good season, Mike. I hope you're right. Yeah. I Me hope too. you're right, 15-2. and two. Let's dive into the Bengals-Browns preview. And I think the easiest way to do this, Mick, is to just go basically, you know, Bengals offense – Versus the Browns defense. And to me, the matchup that I will be watching is, well, really there's two of them. But the main one is who did the Bengals spend all their money on in the offseason? Orlando Brown Jr. Well, congratulations, Orlando Brown Jr. Week one, you get to go up against Miles Garrett. That to me is the matchup Miles I want to watch. Miles Garrett or Zadarius uh, Smith? Which one? 
Yes, congratulations. Welcome to yeah, the, welcome one, to the one A or one B there. So those are that that is the biggest question mark I have with the Bengals offense is how in the world are two tackles who are not playing their natural positions going to handle a top five edge rushing duo? That is going to be um, a sight to see. If I had another prop game or another money line uh, bet I could do, and I think there is a line for this, actually, if I go to draft. Joe Burrow sacks. Joe Burrow sacks. I would tease that to four and a half and take I, I was, I was going to say three and a half was going to be my assumption as to what the what the line would probably be on that. You might see an ugly, an ugly game from the offensive line in this game just because of the matchup and, and what the Bengals are are trying to do in terms of transitioning both of those tackles. So, and I think they'll, they'll get, pre- they, they probably won't send many blitzers. They can get just pressure with three guys, you know, with yeah. those two alone. So I don't know. They could, they could honestly probably in the double team uh, Garrett a little bit. You could probably honestly go just miles Garrett out there and he'd find a way because he's that good of a player. He, I mean, he's a phenomenal football player on that defensive line. Now I think that the positive look with the Bengals offense against the Browns defense is, and you touched on it just a moment ago is, is Denzel Ward is he's in concussion protocol. It's like his fourth concussion in the last couple of years. There have been calls by some like head experts for him to just retire because of that, because it's getting to the point now where it's actually like very, not that any concussion is not concerning, but it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, this, this is something that you actually have to really worry about. But I think whoever is going to fill in in their corner at Denzel Ward is not the same kind of player Denzel Ward is. Denzel Ward is one of the best corners in the league, I think, when he's healthy. So because yeah. of that, I think that no matter which receiver goes up against the – and I guess, you know, Mike writes in here. I believe Joe uh, plays on Sunday. It says he'll be ready. I, I don't have any doubt that Joe too. Burrows – yeah, I don't think that there's any doubt that Joe Burrow is going to play. I know Zach Taylor today didn't necessarily – or yesterday or whenever it was, didn't necessarily like – Smoke and mirrors. He's doing the Zach yes. Taylor injury Bengals smoke and mirrors thing. I love if, that he does that. Yeah, I, I, I would be shocked if Joe Burrow does not play on Sunday, is, and is I'd be smoke worried. And mirrors or smoke screen? Smoke screen. Smoke screen. Smoke Zach, screen. Yeah, Zach Taylor smoke screen special. But still, I think whoever the corner is that replaces Denzel Ward will not be the kind of player, and because of that, I think you're going to see either T or Jamar or maybe Tyler Boyd have a big game. So Denzel Ward primarily plays in the slot. So that might be, that's where I'm thinking Tyler Boyd uh, could make some noise there. But Denzel Ward didn't grade out too well last year. Now he's typically been a pretty decent corner. So, and he's obviously a, a starter on the team. So that definitely hurts him a little bit. But albeit that, they do have a fairly decent defensive back room. Martin, Ever- Martin Emerson had a pretty good year last year. Uh, you have Greg Newsom, who is usually, you know, a, 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 a top half of the league, uh, you know, above average starter at cornerback. How those guys match up with T and Jamar will be, uh, will be interesting. I think that those two, prob- that, that Jamar and T probably have the edge. But the other thing is, is that the Browns do have a very good safety duo with Rodney McLeod coming in to play safety, and then you have Juan Thornhill coming in from Kansas City. So I don't think the defensive back room for the Browns is completely lost if Denzel Ward is out. Um, yeah, I mean, so I think I think the uh, the big story is still going to be the I, I think the 
I think the pass rush is still going to make up for any any lost uh, potential from Denzel Ward, probably. And then the, that defensive back room is still pretty good. Shifting gears to the Browns offense versus the Bengals defense, I think that, you know, the Bengals last year did a really good job against Nick Chubb. Game one, you know, the 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 monstrosity, is that the word we want to use to describe it, the game on Halloween, on Monday Night Football, that everything that could have gone wrong, I mean, they held him. 23 carries for 101 yards, two touchdowns, 4.4 yards a carry. That's not great. But then the game in Cincinnati, 14 carries for 34 yards, 2.4 yards a carry. And of those two, 4.4 and 2.4, those were two of his four lowest last season. So, I mean, the Bengals did a decent job overall against Nick Chubb. And I think really that's it. Bengals slow down Nick Chubb. They win the game. Yeah, I think that's the biggest key to the Browns on offense. They definitely proved to do that last year. Uh, which is crazy because the Browns might have the best interior defense, the interior offensive line unit in football with Joe Paton- Joel Petonio, Ethan Pochich, and Wyatt Teller. Um, so whether that success repeats itself again, that's a big question mark. Just given how how good those three ga- guys are uh, in the interior of their offensive line, but. You know, there has been a a precedent established there. Now, if we're looking at anywhere else in the Browns roster, I guess we don't know. We don't know what which Deshaun Watson we're going to see. I would say we're probably going to see older Deshaun. We're going to see we're not going to see what Deshaun did last year, which uh, was really bad. He was he didn't even progress last year. He it seemed like he got worse. So. I think we'll probably see Deshaun go back to his old ways and in, in, in another offseason in Kevin Stefanski's system. I think the biggest, um, you know, and this is kind of an extension of the run game, right? But I think their biggest um, key to winning on the defensive side of the ball, ball is how they are going to handle the play action game from the Browns, which if they can establish the run, then that opens up the play action and who knows what happens from there, right? So I think the Browns' offense through the, versus the Bengals' defense is more of a push. But the one thing that just worries about, that worries me about this game in general, is how the Browns' pass rush is going to affect anything the Bengals do on the offensive side of the ball. Mike writes in here and says that he thinks Chase Brown's going to have a big day on Sunday, a touchdown, which should be big. Uh, Tyler Boyd says two touchdowns. He's riding you with that, Mick. Uh, he says Jamar at least two touchdowns, three interceptions on the defense. Listen, if, this if that is the happens, most optimistic. I am loving. Way we can look at this, Mike. I love it. I love your optimism. And and listen, here's the thing: it's it's not like this Bengals offense and defense can both do it because, like you said, you know, last year Deshaun Watson was awful, and if he hasn't gotten any better, three interceptions is not crazy. And, you know, big games from Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and even throwing in Chase Brown in there is not insane. So, I mean, I think, is this optimistic? Yeah, absolutely. But it's not like it is completely crazy. No, it's not. Now, I don't know about the Chase Brown thing. It seems like the Bengals are never really quick to to, to rush the rookie running backs out there. Um, at least, I mean, I guess that was more with Marvin, but like, how Zach hasn't really drafted any running backs, you know, that were groomed to be potential starters or anything like that. Like we didn't Rodney rush Anderson? Huh? 
Rodney Anderson? Where's the Rodney Anderson love? Did he even play? Did he play a game? Mark Walton? I don't think he was. He a, was he Zach Taylor? He might have been Mark last Walton year. Marvin was twenty eighteen. Marvin so he was last year. Marvin. I I do agree. You know, I think th- that as far as the AFC North as a whole, to kind of jump into the AFC North predictions, this is maybe the most interesting storyline of the entire year in the AFC North is which Deshaun Watson is, because I think uh, if, if it is Deshaun Watson in Houston, the Browns can win the division. If it is Deshaun Watson in Cleveland last year, I don't think the Browns have a shot. Browns might not even finish above 500 in that case. So, yeah, I I have a hard time believing that Deshaun Watson is going to look anything similar to what he did last year. Um, I think it's somewhere in between. It's probably somewhere in between. I would say... Probably a top half of the league quarterback next year, borderline top 10. I just think, uh, I think there's probably just a, a rough transition period from, you know, his offensive system at Houston to going to Kevin Stefanski style in Cleveland. And that just didn't translate very well in year one. Now that you have another year in that system, you have a whole off season with your team. Um, I agree. It's not Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but, uh, has anybody gained that? Uh, maybe Mahomes has gained that reputation uh, in the league right now. I don't think I don't think Burrow's gained that reputation yet, even though I think Joe Burrow is awesome. But um, we're talking about Deshaun here. I think uh, I think you're going to see something in the middle, along the lines of what you said. Um, and I don't think it's going to be incompetent quarterback play by any means. I do want to write in here. I haven't seen exactly what had happened, but the Cincinnati Reds have come back to win the game. Christian Encarnacion Strand had a walk-off. I don't know as to what kind of walk-off it was. Uh, Gotta love CES. Special teams, I think, is where the Bengals could have have an advantage in this game. Uh, The Browns even have a kicker. Dustin Hopkins, they traded for him. Cade York is gone, and... uh, so yeah, that that's interesting uh, that they have Dustin Hopkins, punter. I'm interested to see Brad Robbins and then the return game on the depth chart today. Read into what the depth chart you want. It had Chris Evans as the Bengals kickoff returner and Charlie Jones as the Bengals punt returner. I know this is something. Now again, this is the depth chart. Is that actually what comes out and happens? We'll find out. I think that's more than likely what will happen. Um, but I'll be interested. I'll be interested to see here. Patrick yeah. Mahomes says Joe Burrow is a stone cold killer. He'll have them to win football games every year. I agree. I, I, I mean, it's it's hard to disagree with that. Yeah. Hard to disagree. Let's see what it was. It was a base hit that scored Ellie De La Cruz. So that's how it was. But Reds, Reds win. are that's still cool. in it. That is, they are. That's crazy. at least are they five two, games above five hundred still? Two straight against the Mariners too, which is good. And they've got a really easy schedule coming up. They got like the Pirates, the Mets, the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, Cardinals this weekend. I think we're getting off topic though. We we got to make sure that here is we're getting closer to the end of the <laughs> podcast here. I'm getting distracted by the Reds, and and it's usually a good thing when I'm getting distracted by the Reds. It's time for what everyone's been waiting for, Mick. Prediction time: Bengals at the Browns. Ian Eagle, Charles Davis on the call, and I think Evan Washburn on CBS, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central. 
And it is going to be Cleet Blakeman as the official up by the mistake by the lake. Mick Nelson, you have the Bengals right now at 13-3. and three. Do you have the Bengals winning or losing on Sunday? No. Mike writes in and he says 41-10 Bengals. I'm going to go 34-20 Browns. And I wow. think it's going to be an ugly week one game. Now, this is going to – yes, you, you, you guys are – I think Bengals fans might impale me after saying that, but there are a lot of question marks and matchup in matchups that I'm not very comfortable with in week one. This is actually the worst matchup that I wanted in the first week of the year, believe it or not. Um, really, I think it's just going to boil down to the Browns pass rush is going to obliterate this offensive line. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not because, you know, you know, the offensive line for the Bengals is bad. It's the fact that you have your first game back with Jonah Williams at right tackle when he's usually played left and Orlando Brown Jr. playing left tackle when he's usually played right. And to throw it all in there, they are going up against Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith. Um, so that is just going to be that's that's got to be a nightmare of a situation for for this for, for the first game I think for those two guys and how much does that impact the rest of the game on the offensive side I think that impacts the game a lot I know Joe Burrow handles pressure pretty well and that's like really the one silver lining that that there is is that you know you do uh you, you do have Joe Burrow under center throwing the ball to a very highly skilled uh, position uh or receiver position so, you know, that might be that might be the saving grace, but I don't know, man. Here's I, the thing. I, I'm not comfortable I, about this game. I agree and disagree with you. I do agree that the Bengals are going to lose. But I don't think the pass rush is going to be as, as big of a factor as, as you think it is. I I think like if if like if we set the over under at three and a half sacks, you're hammering the over, and I think you're going to see under on that. Now I think maybe three, two, somewhere in that range. I'm going to take Browns twenty four, Bengals twenty. Um, and it, it's going to be that the offense. I think this game is going to look kind of like the Bears game back in twenty twenty one, where it's slow and then all of a sudden in like late in the third quarter the offense catches fire but just runs out of time i think they kind of they get into the groove again Bengals 24 to 20 um you know mike says you know what uh, most single fans would say they're gonna lose so they win i, I honestly i mean i like i like that saying. you know that way you know you can't be disappointed yeah yeah i can't be disappointed by this but yeah this is like the worst this this is not the matchup that I wanted to start out week one. And the Browns, you know, just given the precedent that they've given us the past few years, they scare the living crap out of me. Uh, matchup so because, because of that now, our final predictions is, Mick, you have the Bengals going 13-4 and four in the regular season, which would more than likely be enough to win the division. Got to imagine. Yeah. I have the Bengals in going 12-5, and five, which probably would be enough to win the division. And the Bengals would be then the first team to win the the AFC North three, three straight years. So Mick very quickly here is running a little short on time is do the Bengals win the AFC North for the third straight season. Based off the win loss record that I gave. Yes. 
Um, but winning the division three years in a row is a very, it's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, in is it unprecedented? Did you say it was? Um, it's never happened in in this. In it's the unprecedented. AFC North. Against the loaded AFC North. So, you know, we went through the matchups and I said, uh, you know, I think the Bengals will win this game or, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, you know we eventually got to a 13 and four record. But, but it is interesting. You have them going three and three in the division. Yeah, well, that's where, yeah, I think that's where the toughest games are, are the division games. I mean, you do have the AFC South, which is uh, potentially a cakewalk. You got the NFC West, who's, you know, potentially a cakewalk. You got the Jaguars, who I think are overrated. And then you got the Chiefs, which that's a toss up. Got the Vikings. Bills. Bills, which we handled them last Niners. year. Niners. Yep. You got the AFC, the NFC West, which is tough. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I agree. I think the Bengals win the division because I've been going four and two the, in the division. It would not shock me, though, if there's another 12 and five team in the division. I think probably more than likely, though, I think you can have a couple of 10 and sevens. Um, and I think the Bengals do win, win the division. You already said that you don't think they get the number one seed. So what I'll, what I'll throw this question for you, too, is do the Bengals go back to the Super Bowl this year? I sure hope so. Do I That's, think they will? It is a yes or no question. Do the Bengals go back to the Super Bowl this year? You know what? I'll go ahead and I'll say it. Yes. I'll go yes. I think that here's the thing. It doesn't matter how the regular season turns out. As long as they get to the tournament at the end of the year, Joe Burrow has shown an ability to win in the tournament. So. Okay. Who are the Bengals playing then in the Super Bowl? Cowboys. You're with Mike then. I I would never pick the Cowboys personally. The Cowboys really have the most complete roster in the NFL this year, which is... Until they show me they can do something, Frank says here that he's he's all on board saying the Bengals get to the Super Bowl. I I don't know. I'm just... I'm, I'm out on the Cowboys. I... Like yeah. you're talking about regression candidates, they could be a regression candidate. I don't think they are. Offense. No, I I don't think they are on offense at all. You got to think Dak Prescott last year is uh, a reason why a you saw a regression from him last year is 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 a lack of receiving depth. Now you've replenished that a little bit. You've got Brandon Cooks coming in. You've got Michael Gallup coming back uh, healthy, uh, and then you've got a top five defense and a decent offensive line. Still, I mean. I think I don't know. I just I think that if Dallas, I I don't know. I just and I do I want to pick the Niners? No, that's the the craziest thing is it's like I think that you know the AFC winner is so much harder to predict than the than the NFC. The AFC because I think the it is. And you know what I'll say? I'll say it'll be Bengals Eagles. I say the Bengals get the Eagles get back for the second straight year. So you have Bengals Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Mick, who wins the Super Bowl? Bengals. I can't pick another team. That's uh, so Frank. Frank, I'm assuming pick. is uh, is agreeing with me and saying the Eagles. And you know what I'm saying? I I agree. I say the Bengals beat the Eagles in in a thrilling game. And we are doing a live podcast on Super Bowl night, probably crying, and tears will be streaming down our face. And I have goosebumps here just thinking about that moment because. I, I don't even know what what we would be thinking. Season comes around for me. What better can it be? You know, that's <laughs> listen. It, but if if the Bengals were Super Bowl champions, I think you'd be feeling pretty good. Oh yeah, e- even yeah. for tax season. That's gonna be a difficult work day to go into the next day. But uh, 
No, listen. The city is going. This I don't even know that Cincinnati will still be standing. Like it might be gone. They they might especially because you got to think that if the FC Championship is in Cincinnati and they win, I guess so. I guess this would be if they win the Super Bowl. Like fans are going to be hyped to 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 a new level. Yeah, uh, that's going to be scary. That's. A, that's I can't wait. Frank Frank agrees with us. Bengals are winning the Super Bowl. Whoever the Bengals play, Super Bowl not going to let them lose, Mike says here for, for Joey B. Remember, though, to follow us on Facebook, as you might be watching on the Houday Nation or the WDN Today Facebook page. Make sure you like them. Follow us as well. We have our own Facebook page, Jungle Juice. Go in and like that. We're also on most of the uh, podcast platforms. We're on Spotify. We are on... I think we're on iHeartRadio, and I think we're on Apple Podcasts right now. Yeah, it was weird. When I signed us up for iHeart, Mick, I hope it's okay. They said, lying on this sheet means that you could be guilty of perjury. So, I hope I didn't lie. Did you? you, No, but I did tell them that, you know, our podcast is clean. So, the more you swear the more that I might get charged with perjury. a single swear word on this podcast. Not, not this week. Not this week. So we got to make sure there's that we, a couple last There was one or two. Nothing, there nothing. were a couple of them. But uh, so we're on most of those uh, streaming platforms. So be sure you do that. We will traditionally be on Wednesday nights at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Make sure you follow us on our social media channels. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, Jungle Juice. And that's how you can keep track. And we'll be back on Wednesday to break down the Bengals Browns game. Maybe Mick and I will both be very happy because we were wrong. I I hope nothing more. You got any final parting words here before we wrap it up? I don't uh, know if you had any points that you wanted to mention that I might've cut off. Uh, I don't think so. I think we covered pretty much everything. Um, you know, I'm happy football is going to be back this week. Uh, Houdet, Houdet, Frank Ramirez. I agree. Houdet. Um, I wouldn't buy too much in the week one hype. Like I've already said, I think it's going to be a tough matchup and it's a, just a, a matchup that the Browns usually end up, you know, winning. So I don't know. I hope I'm wrong and uh, I can't wait to watch football on Sunday. It's going to be a great day. I cannot wait either so that'll wrap us up for this week on this edition of jungle juice we'll be back on wednesday the 13th i had to sit there and think for a second about what day of the week that would be at eight eastern time so make sure you follow us so you can watch us back next week we'll talk about Bengals browns and preview Bengals ravens lots to get to make it's been a pleasure as always yep been a pleasure thanks for watching everybody have a good evening and who day who day <laughs>